When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey Siri, give me H-Town Soccer. Talking all things Houston Dynamo FC. This is the official Dynamo Theory Podcast. We are Forever Orange. What up, Page Town? Welcome to another episode of the official Dynamo Theory Podcast. My name is Rudy Segura, and tonight is just me and Rodrigo. What's up, Rodrigo? What's up, man? What's up, everyone? Yep, it's just us two tonight. Yeah, we gave uh, Christian a little bit of a break. He has a fourth kid now, which that's uh, kind of crazy already, man. Like he said, I don't have any pets. I just have a bunch of kids. He's, and I was like, you should have stopped at two and got a puppy, man. But <laughs> Rodrigo, you have two dogs of your, yourself. I mean, close enough to kids, you think? Um, Probably a little bit more sometimes, but they're pretty good. <laughs> yeah, man, it's um, it's definitely different. I've had both. And, um, you know, when I, once you have kids, Rodrigo, I remember that one of my friends before Remy was born, my oldest, he was like, um, yeah, man, kids are just like puppies. Like, you just have to be there and make sure they don't put things in their mouth. And, like, I did, I thought, like, you know, you kind of, ah, yeah, that's a joke. Like, and then you see your kids and you're like, holy crap, it's literally the same thing. Literally the same thing. Except for yeah, none yeah, of them I have tried to eat Definitely see food. that. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. And you don't have to give them rabies shots, just other kind of other shots. But uh, anyways, man, um, we are in, a, I guess, a good, we went from, the, I think the word of the dynamo is inconsistency. And we've had that, you know, this past, what, 10 days. We obviously had like a pretty, pretty crazy uh, and energetic game against Dallas. Then completely got dismantled by Austin. And then we went to San Jose and played a hell of a game. Um, I'm, I'm sure you probably got to watch it. I know all the guys. I think it's just so funny because we have this group chat, right, um, with Dynamo Theory, and we're all watching the game. You know, we have, like, Derek's working on the recap. Dustin's, like, you know, following the game and tweeting everything he can. And and then everybody else is just, like, super excited when things happen. And I will say, I think everybody watches it on, like, AT&T, but I don't have cable, so I get to watch it on, like, the regular local channel. And I think it's quicker. Cause like every time there's a goal or everything, there's like a big chance. I'm already like in front of everybody by like a couple minutes, and it's it's fantastic, Rodrigo. But did you get to watch the game, man? I know it was like a Sunday night game. I don't know if uh, you get were able to catch it on ESPN Plus or not. Yeah, definitely had to jump on ESPN, and I think I have the biggest lag just because ESPN streaming. Um, but you know, I I don't really have my notifications going on. That's crazy. So I'll actually enjoy it more and knowing like oh you know they scored or whatever happened and then i kind of jump in there just to kind of talk about it um but yeah no i got to watch it i I watched the whole thing yeah it was it's a really good match um you know i think from the very beginning the well i guess if we just look at the stats period to end the game 
I mean, possession was ridiculously close. I think like San Jose like had 51% and and Houston had like 49 and shots were sim- similar, shots on goal were similar, uh, you know, passes was pretty dang similar, accuracy on passing was pretty dang similar. Corners 8 to 7, crosses 18 to 15. I mean, this is like you have to remember it was like the worst teams playing each other per se like they're both on the you know low side of the table the bottom side of the table uh in the western conference but you know it was not like that um crazy wild game that was at pnt the first go around that ended up with uh, a 4-3 victory from houston but it still was a really fun game and it kept you on your seat i don't know what the feeling was in your household, you know, watching. I mean, granted, I watched the game by myself, even though I'm like following the group chat and stuff. But and it kind of feels like you're watching it with other people. But man, it was intense just watching the game. And crazy enough, like uh, I was telling Rodrigo before we started recording, we have like a, the uh, my wife's youngest sister's quinceanera is coming. And so everybody is like preparing for it. And, and actually, that's Sunday night, right? Literally right when the ball was about to get kicked off. My mother-in-law was like, hey, can you go run and get some chairs and tables from this event we're having? And I was like, really? The only good thing is like a couple of streets away, but it wasted like my entire like first half. Like I missed the entire first half. And uh, I, I asked the guy, so I'm like, hey, what did I miss? And you're like, nothing. You didn't miss anything, literally nothing. And so, Rodrigo, I wanted to get your perspective, you know, it, it, watching the first half, just kind of what you saw before, you know, the goals happen, you know. Yeah, you you mentioned, you know, about this whole inconsistency. And I I guess if we can be consistent or something, it's being inconsistent <laughs> um, just because the way they play and, you know, the lineup. But, you know, talking about this group chat we have, I feel like, I, and, you know, and you guys that follow Dynamo Theory on Instagram or Twitter, you see kind of our little um, predictions. And I feel like everybody expected, you know, dynamo to lose or get a draw except you know uh, me and christian shout out to him um we kind of saw a 2-1 coming our way just because like we said it's inconsistency we've seen dynamo play you know really great against dallas and then just play awful against austin so we're like you know what we might actually pull this one through we did but not just because of that i feel like this team is finally starting to come together. You know, Herrera actually got the start. Uh, we'll talk about that. And then, um, you know, you have Quintero, you have Coco, you have Vera. And I feel like that midfield is pretty strong to, you know, move this thing, uh, this team moving forward. Um, and then the only, I guess, surprise we saw was Seca um, not starting, but we feel like, you know, if we're going to any more starting 11 would be him. And then uh, Sebas as well. But, you know, he made instant impact off the bench. But overall, I feel like this team would be the one to, you know, start every game. I think this is our best 11 per se. And I saw this as not in the, to be an easy win because we're playing away and, you know, we haven't been doing great. But I feel like if you're going to compare two teams, this would be it, you know, Airquakes, Dynamo, the Bone Bin, bottom of the table but every game they it could go either way you know we just it goes the wrong way for us um losing or drawing and i feel like same thing for san jose they've just been unlucky at times they're not a bad team it's just 
been bad outcomes, basically. Yeah, that's funny that you mentioned about, you know, things going your way or not going your way. And that's basically where we'll start off, right? Obviously, first half ended 0-0. And then early in the first half, that crazy goal by San Jose, right? It's uh, off of deflection, goes up high. You know, everybody kind of gives it for, it's a uh, going outside of the bar, or uh, sorry, outside of the field. And they hits that crossbar and comes back in for, um for it to just get smacked straight into the goal right it's it, and it was one of those typical dynamo unlucky you know like that was such a crazy you know way to score that it it was at the time the dynamo were playing the best right they came out in the second half playing very strong uh showing that they uh were the better team kind of pushing forward and again that that unluckiness of, of such a crazy goal to happen and it, it gave you that, oh, man, will that deflate the team? And it was actually the opposite. You know, you mentioned the team still looked better. And then it got about, what, 15 minutes in, I think. So that the goal, I think, was in the 53rd. And around the 69th, we saw Sevas come in for Mativera, a guy that needed a break. I mean, the guy's been playing a lot. You know, rotation is needed. Um, it is difficult when you're trying to get points. But we see Sevas come in. And then two minutes later, he gets that great goal. And and it all starts too with Fafa, right? Fafa has been a guy that we've talked about him. I mean, it's he not to say he's a one-trick pony by any means, but the guy's speed definitely like it's his you know bread and butter. Uh the guy, if it wasn't for that and his hustle, um, you really it, it can justify what he does on the field. But that the way that he went and kind of aggressively pressured, won that ball. Uh, and was able to see Ferreira wide open in the field. And even though he stuttered a little bit, Ferreira did, he hit that, you know, with his second touch. And it was good uh, to see that ball go in. And then we before we even jumped to the second goal, that happened like five minutes later. I mean, we have to, you know, the guy that we give crap all the time, his name is Tim Parker. You know, this time, it, it, that's what I kept saying. Like, is that $1 million salary right there, that one save he had, you know? Is that worth it? Yeah, I think so. I mean, that was a hell of a save. You know, Clark was beaten. He saw the shot. He was kind of giving up. Rodrigo, I'm sure you've been there. And, you know, when you used to play that, it's like being the goalie, knowing or thinking you're the last man and the ball is passing you. That's it, right? It's kind of deflating. And then out of nowhere, he looks back and just sees kind of uh, Parker just be there and get that save. Uh, man, crazy stuff for sure. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I've been there, you know, I've been in, I guess, Clark shoes. And I don't think I've ever had that many or maybe went just once a goal line clearance. But I guess the craziest for me was just um somebody deflected it hit the post. And this was over time and it was golden goal. But it deflected it, it looked like it was just gonna go in but it hits the post and it just comes right back to me. Um, You know, kind of crazy stuff like that. But now, yeah, we, we give a lot of shit to Parker. We give, a, you know, and uh, we give a lot of shit to um, Fafa because of all the trade rumors and all that. But this, um, you know, speaking about Fafa, he's, he's just a great player overall. I feel like at times it seems like he doesn't fit in with the team, but he still works, you know, harder than anyone out there. Um, trains hard, plays hard too. gets, you know, got unlucky against Austin. Um, 
But overall, I feel like he at least gives it 110% for almost every game that he's on, um, which that's what we need. I, I feel like this is why he is the number 10. And then Parker, I mean, you know, Herrera came in, um, took the captain Ben away from him, you know, still started, uh, Parker still started. And I feel like it was kind of, it was one of those things that he had to, you know, well, one, be there, you know, it was good that he was there to save uh, Clark, save the Dynamo from that goal, but at the same time, saving Herrera, because he just, I don't know what he tried to do, just did too much inside the box, but, you know, props to um, the forward who actually took the ball away pretty clean, and, you know, the rest, you know, just try to pass it into the box, and uh, Parker making that great save, and I don't know, <laughs> on the group chat, I was like, he earned that high five, because the first thing I saw that um, teenage just went back, you know, kind of give him a high five um, as he was getting up. So I was just like, that's what he's here for. <laughs> oh, yeah, th- exactly. I think it was the first time that he was actually in position and really he read that play very well. And it was one of those that all he could do was basically throw himself to try to save it. And he got, you know, very lucky that that, that the uh, striker hit it, which is a good striker. I mean, the dude is like, what, top three in goal scoring, yeah. I think, or top five. And uh, he plays there smack down in the middle just like for Parker to hit that out. And I think what was even funnier was Clark. Like, his reaction, he, again, he looked so defeated. He knew it was in. Then he just sees the ball kind of pop up and then grabs it. Like, how quickly that happened, how quickly that and, and not even what, like two minutes later, um, we scored the second goal. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so that so that jumps it's a into quick that. transition I mean, too. Yeah, exactly. Like it it just shows you that you know you were about to end up being, you know, two one against. And then obviously young Thor, as I like to call him, the dude is like uh, you know, his fourth goal of the season. He's been, you know, very good. He has We've talked about this in the beginning of the season when he was getting minutes. It's like he plays like he has nothing to lose, and I think he still does, right? He has nothing to lose. You know, nothing is given. He has a rookie contract. He's not getting paid much, you know, compared to uh, DP Sebastian Ferreira. And uh, Thor is doing, like, what he needs to do to continue to gain minutes. Um, He was able to play 80 minutes this match, you know, after he scored that goal in the 76th. Uh, beautiful. That is another thing right there, too. I mean, we were kind of praising the that high pressure, you know. Savas went in pressure, Quintero went in pressure, and then the ball kind of bounced around, and then finally Quintero was able to, like, take control of it and find Thor, and and as much as maybe uh, um, Quintero DQ would have loved to have that back, it was a great little, uh, you know, turn by Thor to just smack to, like, hit it as hard as he could with his left foot and, and it hit somebody in the way, but it went in and that's all that matters. I don't know if you want to add anything to that, Rodrigo. Uh, it's just great having, you know, Thor and then having Sebas. I feel like Thor gives more of a, I want to say maybe a hustle. You know, he, like, like you said, you know, he has nothing to lose kind of mentality, um, the way he plays. And then Sebas, I feel like he's just more of a finisher. I mean, when uh, Sebastian is shooting and he's up close, like saying the position, um, Thor would be I feel like he puts more finesse to it like he knows how to you know be calm when he shoots and we've seen plenty of goals that way and then Thor is just kind of like 
let me smack it and hope it goes in. You know, I mean, he, like you said, he's still young. He still has a lot to learn um, or a lot to practice, I guess, so he can be more calm inside the box. But yeah, sometimes he just seems like, you know, he can finish like well, that amazing goal we saw that he did the whole uh, step overs and then calmly finished, I guess. Or, you know, the last few goals that we've seen that he just kind of let me just take a whack at it and uh, <laughs> hope it goes in. Hey, it which, goes a goal. I think that's his mentality. Yeah. Right. Exactly. You know, it doesn't matter how you score as long as it goes in. And, and I think like even we don't get it, um, you know, called away from VAR. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and I was going to say, I know that uh, after the Dallas match, we were able to get in the locker room and talk to him a little bit about his goal. And Dustin was just like, how did you score that goal or something to that effect? And he was like, I don't know. I don't know how I scored it. I just hit it and went in. Like, and honestly, and I told you guys, go look at the damn replay. How the hell did he get that goal? I have no clue. There's no way that he had a clean shot. And obviously, you know, it hit the, the crossbar and it spiked in. And, and there's one of those. It doesn't matter how they go in. Just, you know, put them in the back of the net. Uh, uh, yeah. So, I mean, again, a great win by the guys. Uh, I think, you know, this, that match itself against San Jose, I feel it. I was talking to Derek and I'm like, man, I feel like this game should have a, some kind of nickname, you know, all this, you know, rivalry matches per se, even though San Jose, it's, you wouldn't say it's a rival, but it's like, you know, obviously the dynamo came from San Jose and we were starting to call it the Bayou Bay clash. And I think, I think that's something that should stick. We'll find a way to kind of make it a thing. Um, but moving on, man, you know, we have Minnesota coming on this weekend. Uh, it's going to be a very tough match. Minnesota right now are in fourth place. Um, they're number 10. Reynoso's playing, you know, balls out. Uh, and, you know, probably a couple. It has to be on the running to be the MVP for this year. So, he's he's been on fire he's definitely gonna play if he would have gotten a yellow card last game we would not see him play against the dynamo uh but he is gonna be here he is gonna be their playmaker and we have to find a way to stop him i don't know how we can necessarily stop him rodrigo i don't know what your thoughts are uh we know that um the high press is something that nagamura likes and he even does it a lot at home uh, but man, what is the best way to stop a number 10 in your eyes, dude? I mean, for me, it's just cut the passing lanes more than anything. Um, I wouldn't necessarily man mark them, but throw somebody like set in or uh, Veda as your defensive mid and just make sure, you know, they kind of stay surrounding him. Um, obviously, our center backs need to uh, be in the same mentality or mindset. Um, communication, I guess, more than anything of, you know, who's staying more back or who's watching what. But this is going to come down to passing, and I feel the best way to stop them would just be to, for us to attack more. Um, you know, if you have somebody like Herrera or Coco, uh, Quintero more than anything, creating place on top, you know, that's going to obviously drag away from him, and as long as you keep somebody like Vera or Seren on him, you know, you can stop him, but that's we have great players. I think he has, Reynoso has, what, nine goals um, so far. Sebastian and Quintero have seven. So, you know, we still have some some players ourselves that they have to watch out for. We get to play at home, and we saw how the crowd helped uh, against the Dallas game. 
this one, you know, after a win in, um, in San Jose, coming back to Houston, we're probably going to see another big outing as well. And, and I feel like we'll probably have a stronger team now that we get a whole week's rest. And uh, I think this, this would be a good game for us to get back into the right direction. And kind of how I mentioned before, everybody feels like after losing, after tying against Dallas and losing against Austin, everybody's kind of like, oh, you know, this is our season's over. But I'm like, not necessarily, you know, I think most games that happen over the weekend or the last two, two, met, um, two weeks or two games, um, kind of gave a little bit of life to to the Dynamo just because either teams tied or lost that, you know, didn't really affect our position as much. And I feel if we get two or three wins in a row, we're back in a playoff spot or, you know, being able to compete more. And this is going to be, I think, probably the biggest game of the season so far, just because if we win, we get a little bit closer. If we lose, we're going to get closer to the bottom. So I feel like this is it's going to depend a lot on, you know, this outcome of how the rest of the season is going to go. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, if you really look at the table, you know, seventh place has it's L.A. Galaxy with 27 points. We're sitting with 25. So, you know, in theory, you know, you're three points away basically from like a playoff spot and you cannot afford to lose any more points. You know, obviously a couple about a month ago, we lost to um, or not a month ago, about two weeks ago, we lost to Charlotte FC, you know, something that should have never happened. But it happened, and, and you can't have those uh, teams coming to your uh, field and take away points. And no matter how good, you know, Minnesota is right now, you have to do whatever it takes to get, you know, points at your home. And uh, it, it's going to be interesting because you're absolutely right, man. It's like it's at a point in the season that, you know, we're, what, about um, about 14, no, 13 games, I guess, for the Dynamo uh before the season ends so you're about give or take about you know 60 percent of the of the season is gone so it 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 means a lot to not lose any more games and yeah if you start losing games you know obviously you have this match against minnesota then you have like philadelphia and on and on you know obviously there's going to be harder games to come just like uh i think they play the Whitecaps is maybe another, you know, basically you're playing a San Jose, but again, you're playing in, in a way, sorry, in Vancouver. Then you have Montreal, then Colorado, then Minnesota again. Like, you know, you start facing LAFC, you start facing Seattle Sounders, you know, even September. A, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> September. Once you get into September, it's not going to be easy. And then obviously, you know, you finish off again playing the LA teams and Nashville, like, it can get ugly quickly if you don't pick up points in the next five games. And and it's doable, you know, playoffs is, is not necessarily out of reach yet. And, you, and you're still kind of in it still, but like you met, you're, you're right, man. It, it easily can go like South quickly. Um, yeah. And I feel like this is going to be a great test to Nagamura as well. Just this game in general, because you come from San Jose you know, you finally get your, what, third win, away win of the season. Um, and it's been our, I think we hadn't, and we talked about this before, but we, we hadn't um, achieved more than, what, two wins in the last, um, since 2018 or something like that. That was our highest away win. Um, so obviously, you know, you have that 
uh, momentum going for the team, the morale that, you know, that probably, it, it, not my, it, not my, it might not seem like much, but, you know, in terms of how this team's growing, you know, that, that's a lot, that's huge. And on top of that, he finally gets a whole week of training with Herrera, with, you know, key players. And then Minnesota, um, if you're listening to this on Wednesday, they're playing tonight um, against the Toffees. Um, they, they have a, a game against Everton. So they're obviously going to play maybe one half of starters. So they can at least get a good competitive game. And then obviously mostly a whole, you know, reserve team uh, subs for the second half. But that's 45 minutes of a competitive match that Minnesota is going to end up playing before the Dynamo, you know, have a whole week of rest. And then you, you know, come to Houston. So I feel like right now we have full advantage and we have to take, uh, you know, Nagamura has to take uh, take advantage of that. Um, but I feel like that's a lot of pressure for him as well, just knowing that. And I'm sure he's aware of how Minnesota is going to come into this game. Uh, Minnesota's probably going to be hoping to at least get a point out. But, you know, a lot of mentality right now in Houston is like, can we even win? Can we even draw? which I feel like we should 100% do that. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, the whole, the culture of, you know, the Dynamo going out and playing away games and just absolutely being a, a loss for them, uh, you know, and the and the home team being like, ah, easy, that's an easy win. Uh, it, it should change, right? Because like you said, we've beat three good teams on the road. Uh, well, Inter-Miami may not be one of the best, but in the beginning of the season, everybody has a chance and, and, you know, beating them three, one in Miami and then going to galaxy and beating them three, zero then going to San Jose and winning two, one, you know, you may see it. I was like, Oh, well, they're not doing all that great, but it doesn't matter. Like you have to win those games. And of course we've dropped some very important points at home ourselves. And we kind of need to find a balance of, you know, being consistent. And, you know, we've not talk, talked about this, you know, how the whole uh, Nagamura experience or experiment, it's working overall. And the people that won his head already are kind of like, think they're getting too quickly into like, oh, well, they said we're going to make the playoffs. So if we don't make the playoffs, that's it. But you really have to slowly build something because the cliche term is, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day. And that's exactly what we're seeing. We are seeing progress. We are seeing um you know change being made with with players slowly coming in and players leaving too and it was something that we talked about last episode the fact that really and technically Nagamura has only brought like three players you know and and we're kind of like forgetting that fact that yes a lot of guys got signed again and and um Pat Onside brought some players but it was really without Nagamura being as the full-time coach. So, you know, we still have to give him time. Um, And another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. 
Rodrigo, before we jump in any further, do you want to add something uh, before I change the, the, the subjects altogether? No, you're good. Well, I was going to say, before we end up changing it to like some of the uh, questions, because I think a lot of what I was about to touch on is questions that like uh, some of the fans have asked, uh, and then we can touch on that. But predictions, man, Minnesota United against Dynamo, Dynamo, Minnesota United. Uh, what are you thinking scoreline? I know it's kind of early, um, but, you know, what are you thinking? So, yeah, if we want to beat the norm of like not being consistent, <laughs> Um, we want to stay consistent, but I feel, you know, with everything we've just touched on and Nagamura can put, you know, the best team forward, uh, that being, you know, Herrera starting, Seba starting, Quintero as well, and a good defensive line. I feel like we can not easily, but achievable. it would be achievable that we can uh, win at least 2-0. That's my scoreline for this game. Yeah, and and one thing that I was gonna say, the whole um, you know, you mentioned about Minnesota playing Everton, and obviously we know Everton almost got relegated in the Premier League. Like they barely kind of saved themselves in the last couple games before it all ended. But I was gonna say, obviously, right now we have you know Man City in the house. Uh, they're gonna play Club Club America, and uh, you know maybe those players can not necessarily learn something. But I was gonna say, like it gives you kind of a little bit of push. You know, seeing those top tier, you know, professionals in your practice squad, you know, seeing like a Kevin Bruin or seeing a uh, Kyle Walker, whoever the hell you want to say, you know, I mean, Men City, you know, is definitely not my team and not like I'm not their biggest fans, but they have great players. Like it's undeniable and they have one of the uh, best coaches out there. So it's good to have them, you know, uh, in the facilities uh, for the Dynamo, for obviously Nagamura, uh, just whether it be just taking in some, you know, new, not new tactics or new anything, but just seeing something different, right? You see, um, you know, we saw how like the class of Hector Herrera like made a big difference and that's one player. So just imagine seeing the other, you know, a whole team kind of, uh, how they train, how they do things. I mean, it, it, it should give some kind of boost. Um, and, and with that, I was going to say, yeah, I, I definitely think that the Dynamo should get a win. I think I was very, like, borderline against San Jose. I was like, ah, man, the win, but, you know, it's an away game, so I'm going to go with a draw. But, again, I think from now on, if it's a home match, for the most part, you're going to see me pick a win because I there's just no way – that the team can go out there with anything else than, than a win. Yeah, and, you know, things I've been thinking about lately is um, we put our shoes in this perspective of, like, oh, you know, we played Houston, Minnesota, Houston at home. Oh, we can see this, you know, and we go down the list. But what if what's on the other side of things? How do Minnesota view us? How do this other team view us? You know, do you think they say – they probably think the same, I would assume. Like, oh, you know, Houston away, it's kind of tough, you know. Maybe we'll get a point, maybe, you know. So, like, if you put the boat narrative together, it's like, are both of y'all hoping to draw? <laughs> you know, like, I hope both, like, you don't, you know, you lose or you might lose. Um, you know, and I feel like most teams have to be the same way. It's like, oh, you know, you're playing in Houston. It's, um, you know, humidity, the heat. I mean, crap, here in Dallas has been 1010, I think we were at today. You know, Houston, I'm pretty sure is bro. If you're just, 110, you're death. Just just so you know. No, no, it's literally what? 
Oh, <laughs> one ten. <laughs> it feels like one o ten, man. Like <laughs> the sun's that close now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was gonna say one o nine, but um, yeah, yeah no, like I'm ten out here. And that um, and that's and wait before you move on, that that's a big thing too because we've seen it that in the past. I mean, you remember those? You remember? You remember, right? <laughs> it's on the remember mind. berries? Yeah, I remember. Uh, I remember. Was it called um? <laughs> At one point, you know, most of the Dynamo matches seem to be always played like around, what, five o'clock or something stupid like that. And we've gotten away from that. You know, we play at 730, eight o'clock, which is better, right, for the fan experience. But it used to be like how we got so many, you know, home wins, how we went like undefeated for what, almost two and a half season or something like that at home. I mean, it was just the way you beat teams, too, apart from, you know, on the field, you kind of take advantage of what you're able to um, use to your favor. And we don't use that in a favor. You know, we come like how many times, and again, Charlie is one of them because it was warm that day, or even uh, Austin came like at one o'clock and beat us. Like teams just come and just kill us sometimes. And where it seems like we're the winded ones, you know, like the team is like, dead by halftime and it was like what the hell are you guys doing training in like nrg ac conditioner what the hell are y'all doing like you know i don't know that's just kind of my glimpse on it but yeah you're right i mean teams i'm sure they see it as like houston is difficult maybe not for the team maybe the team blows and they're they're like yeah we can beat that guy and this guy but then you take the extra curriculum stuff being you know the weather and you know it's going to be a tough match Definitely, definitely. And then you know you gotta watch out for um objects being thrown at you. <laughs> nah, keep it peaceful in the sense, guys. You know, go support, but be nice. Bro, that was like the funniest thing though, because I remember talking about it like you give away like bracelets and they quickly become like deadly project tiles. <laughs> It is like it's we're gonna uh you know what the guy's a sponsor, you can't be our sponsor anymore, man. Find something lighter. Gotta ruin it. Imagine if it was Bobblehead night, bro. (laughs) (laughs) You have a couple people dead in the in the floor, man. That's true. (laughs) You're like, oh man, but but no, yeah, I think this match is gonna be interesting. And so, you know, we give our predictions. We'll have time to change them. Obviously, we'll get a Christian um, prediction as well, and the rest of the guys. Uh, when game day comes, but Rodrigo, let's finish up with a few questions that um, the fans have out there. We have, uh, uh, you know, some. I think right now, and we know that this is going to be a topic, is the transfers, right? Um, people continue to ask, like, what's up with the transfers? You know, uh, G Money asking possible transfer options this window and next. Um, we have, uh, let me see, I saw another one. Uh, we asked the one I told you earlier. I think Alex Reyes was asking about Minnesota, but then he has like, How are you feeling about Pat going south? And I thought that was hilarious. It just like my dirty mind right away changed that and I started laughing. Uh, we had Gris Flores kind of the same thing, you know, Pat is in the south. Uh, what are you thinking? And are we a playoff team? But before we, and there's a bunch of them, you know, talking about playoffs and, and you know, being a playoff contender, but first off Rodrigo I mean there's not a lot of noise in the transfer window except for earlier today I think it was said that 
they're looking at a Colum- bringing in a Colombian guy, a young uh, 22, uh, U22, I guess, or under 22 player. Um, not necessarily, you know, we don't really know uh, much on this guy uh, or, or how factual this is. But, you know, your thoughts on them bringing a player like that? Uh, I'm kind of torn here because, um, and I don't know who understands this because I really don't understand much, but how the whole salary cap and, you know, allocation this and um, what international spots or designated players you can bring onto the team. Um, it gets a little bit complicated in the way, you know, the team has to do that. So I know a lot of people are like, oh, just buy Suarez, just buy this. Well, it doesn't work that way. You know, we have certain spots that we already have allocated a player to and some spots that, you know, we have open that we can bring somebody else. I feel at this point, it's good that, you know, Pat Nagamura, um, what's it called? Ash, Asher. Um, they want to bring new faces and, you know, please the fans and everybody. But it somewhat feels like some a little bit forced of like we have to bring somebody in before this transfer window closes. I feel at this point, like we have, I wouldn't say the best guys, but a decent team to compete for the rest of the season, whether we make it into the playoffs and we get knocked out. That's I think that's the main goal right now. Like how well can we play with the players we have now and then look for new players and, you know, new spots will open or if we, you know, according to if the team does what they need to do to either buy down a player, um, a teenage or have a opening uh, somewhere else for a roster spot to bring in a bigger new face or maybe just add a little bit more to the team. It's great to buy young players, but people expect these young players to be the next big thing. And it's not, you know, if we do that, that's awesome. But you know, that's, that's going to be a lot of luck from, well, the player part and our part to find somebody like that. So I think at this moment, you know, if they don't find anybody, that's fine. If they do want to bring a younger player in, that's good as well. I kind of trust what the scouting team can see in other players. And I'm sure, you know, Asher has done great things now that he's fully focused on scouting and finding um, young talent. And we need that. I mean, we've seen how the Dynamo uh, dose has grown and how well they've played and with all the new additions they've brought into this team. And that's great, you know, for future generations. Um, but for the team right now, I think we're kind of somewhat close to what we can grow. No, and, and I agree with you, <clears throat> especially regarding wings, man. I think if something that's happened right now you know a wing is somebody or a position not necessarily not somebody a position that we need right that we've been kind of asking for like another uh attacker that can help out either play next to uh uh fafa or just come in as a sub or split time with him or whatever you know or you know nowadays having quintero on the wing also kind of it's it's something that is possible but needless to say though that we have seen how I don't want to say, you know, describing like, a, you know, our general manager and Asher as well, um, just having no luck. But we haven't had any luck with the players that brought in, you know, Taguino or Tiago hasn't been any, you know, kind of effect. 
by any means. You know, he hasn't really got any playing time, but we really haven't seen him up there. Obviously, and this just goes past that too, because obviously it's like a Mateo Bahamich, another player that is never going to see, you know, the field as a dynamo player again. Obviously, he's currently out on loan. Then you have like Nico Lemoyne, you know, you have players that the old regime brought in and and uh, you have this team now trying to clean a lot of that to make room for other guys. And if a player like that Nelson Quinones, you know, it's it's the the guy that there is rumored, you know, that uh, the Dynamo are kind of linked to. Can he be somebody better than a Thiago? Can he be somebody better than Bamich? You know, we don't know. And I think a lot the pressure and we all know this, right? If, if you ever played the sport of soccer, the pressure really goes to the strikers because, you know, whether you're just an attacker, um, that that's the people that get paid the most money hence they get the most pressure and so when you go and make these guys you know whether it be you or young dps which apparently we don't have any because again i mentioned tiago being here and then uh bahamich even though he's on loan i believe he's a deep young dp but when you start labeling those guys you know those young guys with with that type of um uh what is it called make them a crucial player before they even have been or had that pressure and we're not hitting on the south american guys this is what i was going to ask you Rodrigo. should we go back to like hondurans because we hit on them hondurans uh you know playing on the attacking side of the field you know whether it be yeah. a kyoto whether it be a elise whether even a bonnie garcia i don't know what were you mean- thinking it also depends because those three players you just mentioned, they're really hardworking players. Like every time we've seen them on the, p- on the pitch, um, they've always been, you know, like workhorses basically. And, you know, talking about these wings, it's just, it's to a point that, and we've mentioned this many times, do we even need the wings? You know, I think people, when, you know, everybody's like, oh, we need a wing player that can cross, we can do this. Cross to who? Cross to what? We don't have a tall guy that can, you know, win every head or, you know, create something from across. And then the wings we do have, we don't have it where they cut inside and, you know, um, do a couple of dribbles and take a shot or something like that. The closest we do is Fafa, you know, and he sometimes he gets away with it. But then you have Thor and you have Sebas, which technically they're going to end up doing the same thing. You know, they're going to cut in and try to you know, get a shot off or try to create something. So I feel like having these wings is it's really not really helpful in our situation just because the wing play we get crossing or anything, it just comes from our wing backs. You know, Dorsey had um, a, a couple nice places this game set or this last game against San Jose. Um, could have had, I think, an assist or maybe did he have an assist? Um Anyways, sorry, my dogs, I can hear them barking. But, yeah, like I feel like Dorsey and, you know, Adam and Seca, the, the times they've done good things have been with crossing, and, you know, they're obviously our wing backs. So I feel like we just keep beating this thing of, like, we need to go find ourselves a right wing or a left wing or this and that. I don't think we need to because our strikers don't play to find, you know, crosses or find this thing. Um but yeah, I mean, if if we are gonna get a, if we're gonna go back to get a Central American, we, we got to see the attitude on that. But I'm still all for um, uh, what's his name, Kevin Arriaga. 
The Honduran. You know where he plays, right? Did he leave? Oh, he plays with Minnesota United. Oh, they got him? Yeah. Really? I know. Oh, that's a, that's the guy that, guy that we had been talking for a while. And yeah, no, Minnesota picked him up in the beginning of the season. I don't know if he's played a ton for them or not. But yeah, he's definitely a guy that Dang. we were all kind of uh, eyeing. I'm disappointed now. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. I think uh, he's one of those guys that, you know, he, he used to not have those core values, per se, you know, that that uh, Matt Jordan used to look at. But hell of a player, for sure. And I think... Oh, uh, yeah, he's, he's entry right now. Yeah. Early August, he'll come back. But, yeah, I he mean... He played a yeah. couple of games and got hurt. Yeah, I know. I know. We had... We, it's not. I mean, and our, he hasn't done time with uh, crossing soccer borders. That's the guy that we kind of always mention. You know, uh, he he's a hell of a player. He's a tall guy. You know, does well attacking, does well defensively, in the center of the field. And yeah, he he uh, he got picked up by uh, by them. Was it this season or last season? I yeah, no, it was this season. This season. Okay, yeah. Man, all right. No, we slept on him. I think so too. I think like that was one of the Hondurans that when people were kind of mentioning, I was like, that's the guy that I was very interesting and uh and and been great to get him. He did play, he played four he's played 14 games so far. Yeah, so he's played a lot. And I mean he's the third um, I guess top rating match rating. Um so yeah, he and he's one of those players. I mean, I guess we've talked about Minnesota, but um good thing he's not playing, but he is one of those players that you know he might not contribute as much as assists or goals but he's contributing a lot in the field and if we were going to get another honduran or central american i would have you know voted for him obviously he's in the mls which when i saw him play back um you know uh, we're watching him a lot we're watching him a lot with marathon when he was playing in the champions league and the right. champions league yeah yeah and when we watch him play and that and the honduran national team or the olympic team that's one of the players that i was like hey this guy's gonna make it into the mls um if he doesn't go anywhere else and yep i guess he's with the mls now so i don't know any other central americans that we can go for <laughs> <laughs> no yeah he and uh, again, he's a defensive midfielder, so it's one of those you know tall six three uh, players that that would have been like somebody you know that the Dynamo could use. They just kind of an enforcer, and I think those are always good to have. Not you know speaking badly of like a Mati Veras who who plays very strong, but physically you know he's he's a, he's a little guy you know five nine five ten like he there there's limitations to how he can. Uh, interrupt uh um you know an attacking play from the other team and when you're able to have a little bit more range like this uh curving guy anyways that's somebody that maybe we can look for in the future for the team and as well as some attacking players for sure because again one thing that you know we can sit here and talk smack about the last regime but we hit on some pretty good gems that sadly we did not exploit and, and got like full return on, whether it be like a Mauro Manotas or a, a Kyoto, Romel Kyoto, Arvid Elise, that we, you know, barely made any money out of those guys, you know, when we could have sold them for, for a high, high profit and invested on the team. But, you know, we live, we learn, and we hopefully we can do that now uh, with players that, you know, get picked up and, 
Yeah, you just got to get lucky sometimes. But like I said, we just I feel like, you know, talking about transfers, you know, we keep pushing for a winger and hopefully they they'll rather make the correct decision. Um, lastly, uh, you know, a lot of the people are asking, we have like three people asking about uh, playoffs. Are we going to make the playoffs? Are we going to be playoff contenders? Like, what do you guys see with the uh, schedule remaining? Well, here here it goes. We have 20. How many points? Twenty five points right? 25 points right now. So we have 25 points and there is 12 games left, including the Minnesota. So I'll tell you 12 times three, the most you can get there is 36. 13 uh, now. 13. 13 with Minnesota? Yeah. Oh, then did I miscount? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. I'm counting 12, bro. With the Minnesota game. <laughs> What game is missing? I have oh. count them again. I know it's 34 usually, but I don't know if it's throwing us off because there's not even even teams again. I'm counting 12. Well, I have 12, 13. I'm counting 13. That's so weird. <laughs> anyway, because I'm looking at the uh, MLS.com and I see, like I said, 13. We have two left right now and, and uh, two left in July. Then we have four in August. So that's six. September has four, so that's 10, 10, and then, yeah, two more in October. So I, I see 12, but anyway, whatever it is. Um, what? Yeah, it's okay. weird. Anyway. And, okay, so it's technically 36 points you can get, plus our 25 is 61. That would be a perfect world, right, if we win every single game remaining. But we really know that you need about – Take or leave about 48 points to make it into the playoffs. Um, we've kind of touched on this, you know, in past episodes about, you know, who we think or what, what it looks like. But I see it really, really difficult for us to kind of glide into the playoffs. Can, can we build on it? Of course we can. Is there some winnable games? Of course we can. You do have to see that there's only very limited amount of, you know, games at home. We have you know, compared to like what's away, I think we only have five games, including the Minnesota at home. This ridiculous, you know, we pretty much hit all the games that we, we were supposed to play at home before it got too hot because that's how MLS schedules it, you know. And uh, five games that gives you only 15 points, so you get 40 points basically, and so you have to kind of scrap for the rest. And again, that's if you stay perfect at home, right? Which again, it's uh, the inconsistency uh, does not prove that you will get every single of those points. But making the playoffs, long story short, I think it's going to be difficult. I think if we make it, we make it in the seventh place, um, maybe the sixth place. But not that every game is difficult, but you do have to play. You know, some of the guys like Philly. This does well. Uh, you have to play like a, a Minnesota twice, which again they're in fourth place. You play Seattle, that is you know getting hot. You do play Kansas City, but Kansas City has you know been plagued with injuries. You have to play Revolution. You play both of the Galaxies and Nashville. It's not going to be easy, Rodrigo. You want to add anything on that? I think it's doable. I mean, I think we can reach the playoffs. And um, going back to the games, there's 34 games. We played 21, so 13 left. Um, I know how to do math there. I'm just saying, like, I was counting the games on the MLS website and said 12, <laughs> so I don't know what the hell. 
um, you know, I feel like we we should be able to make the playoffs um, as long as Herrera stays healthy, Quintero stays healthy. I, f- I feel like as long as everybody stays pretty healthy, we don't have any other games, um, you know, that's either a friendly or a cup game or anything like that to be in our way. I feel like every player is going to be fully focused on, you know, the next game, obviously. And I think I think it's doable. I think it it should be. I think it's it's possible for us to compete for that playoff spot. Um, you know, again, it's all going to come back to consistency and how the team can stay consistent in the last few games. You know, if we if we keep seeing this up and down, then obviously we're just going to have to look for next season, the next four or five weeks. Um, that, that'll be pretty much out of our picture. But I found it. Can get a win. I found the error in MLS.com. <laughs> it doesn't have in August. It doesn't show which because I'm comparing it to Wikipedia, which we all know those are not great sources. But uh, compared to Wikipedia, Wikipedia actually shows a game against LAFC August 31st that does not show up on the MLS website. So that's why there's a game missing there. So technically which I thought we had to replay LAFC, which that's bad because that means we play them. You know, we play LAFC or the guy, or LA games, three of them, you know, being two with LAFC and one with Galaxy, which, again, we beat and they're not like super hot. But you know how those matches go, man, especially, um, you know, those rivaling matches. But anyways, that's going to be a good game, by the way, that uh, August 31st, because you're going to have like players like Gary Bell, uh, and Cellini and, you know, Cellini. Carlos Bella, HH. The bad thing is that on a Tuesday night, which is kind of terrible. And Wednesday. Uh, we'll segue to those are probably going to night. Wednesday night. Those yeah. probably are going to end up being giveaway tickets because it'd be difficult to make that match for some of well, us. It's probably going to be packed, though, when you think about it. It is going to be packed. That's what I'm saying. If you're talking about Carlos Bella, you know, Cellini, yeah. Bell. Bell. Oh, you know, so I keep feel an like eye out for those tickets. Even if you're, gonna be, if you're not a Dynamo fan, LAFC, I'm sure, you know, you still want to watch those players. And Wednesday night, it's going to be packed. Yep, pretty much. So, Rodrigo, anything else you want to add before we kind of shut it down? Uh, no, but I think Asher wants to add things. He, he just got hyper and he's over <laughs> here playing. All right. Well, you know, guys, definitely make sure to check out um, dynamotheory.com. Uh, check it out on Instagram, Twitter, and IG. You can close it out. I, I can do this. It's fine. Uh, are they, were you looking at it? Is that why? Yeah. I mean, you can, like Rudy said, you can follow us on IG and, and Twitter at Dynamo Theory. Um, send us an email at Dynamo Theory Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, you yeah, can the, follow the, the dog dog Astro. <laughs> Uh, uh, you can follow Chris and uh, Chris Putalias. You can find Rudy at Rudy Segura three. You can find myself at Rodrigo Segura zero one. Again, all content's gonna be at dynamotheory.com. And again, yeah, guys, and uh, I would say something just to add. You know, guys, you know, if you guys enjoy this the podcast. Definitely, you know, share it with your friends, with your family. Play it at work. Play it loud. Play it proud. But uh, make sure to give us a review. You know, wherever you listen to it. Uh, Apple Podcasts or Spotify, you know, give us a review, you know, give some comments, feedback. It's all welcome. We try to do this content, you know, for you guys and try to keep you guys informed as much as we can. Uh, But Rodrigo, with that being said, man, close us out. 
Again, guys, thank you, Houston Dynamo fans, for listening. And remember to always hold it down and keep it forever orange. <laughs> Let's go.